Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Food is a topic that gets attention, but do you know where our traditional foods originated? Archaeologist Teresa Paglione joins us from the Alabama Archaeological Society for a History in Your Hands segment with some surprising answers. Teresa Paglione, thank you so much for joining us from the Alabama Archaeological Society. Well, it's great being back with you, Carolyn. Hopefully, we'll find something interesting about New World foods that most people are eating at Thanksgiving or at Christmas and don't even realize most of these things the New World had, but those from Europe, it was brand new to them. As an archaeologist, do you ever find yourself digging up some of the remnants of these original foods? Oh, yeah. At some of the historic creek sites that I've worked on, and even earlier, we find burnt corn cob. So we know they were actually growing corn, or people like to say maize, but there's actually a difference between the two. We also find the remnants mostly in what we call the kitchen middens or where they would actually toss garbage. And so archaeologists are always interested in the foods of the Native Americans, and we find the remnants, whether it's the shells from eating oysters or bones of the animals. But we also usually will find some of the carbonized remains of other foods. We have to identify them, but we also find the pollen in the soil or left with artifacts where we know the season based on the pollen and we know what the actual plant was based on the pollen. Since you mentioned that corn and maize are two different things, how are they different? Maize is used in a scientific international context because it refers to a specific grain whereas corn is generic and has a variety of meanings that differ by geography. When you look at the foods that we serve, whether it's holiday time or winter or whatever, what do you see that really derives from our Native American influence? Well, I talked to kids at Pioneer Park in Lochapoca with the Lee County Historical Society, and this time of year it's Native American Month. I tell them about all these foods that are from the New World, and I mean South America, Central America, the U.S., and even Canada. A lot of people don't realize the potato is from Peru, and it is a crop that has been around for at least 10,000 years. Lots of people, when you say potato, they think Ireland, but actually it was Sir Walter Raleigh who brought the first potatoes to Ireland, you know, in the 1700s and north of that, where the rest of the world finds out about the potatoes but really it was in uh, 1536 or so when the Spanish explorers were in Peru where they discovered the potato and took it back home to Europe. Now, are we also talking about sweet potatoes? Oh, yeah, all the potatoes, sweet potatoes. Nowadays with the organic movement and heritage, those potatoes are purple, they're yellow, they're red, they're orange, they're white. When we call something an Idaho potato, it's actually derived from some of the earlier potatoes in Peru, and they can survive pretty cool temperatures, and they can be stored easily. That's why it's a popular food. Is there any certain way it was prepared? 
And most of the time it was steamed or roasted on a fire, but it was also just smashed like we have mashed potatoes as part of their staple for food. What are some of the other foods that would surprise us with their origins? Well, a lot of people don't think about it, but the sunflower is actually from Central America, I think it is. And even though we think, well, that's not much food on a sunflower seed, we get sunflower oil. And one of the popular things about sunflowers is with gardeners because they can be burnt orange in color. They can even be a a dark chocolate cream, rose pink. They can be three inches high. They can be 12 feet high. And health-wise, it has lots of vitamin A, D, and E. In your finds as an archaeologist, what are some of the other foods that you've unearthed or found that relate nowadays? One of the things people don't really probably think about it is chocolate. Chocolate is from the Mayans, and they actually made a warm drink, and it was for ceremonies and royal feasts, and it was kind of bitter without all the sugar. But the Spanish, when they came into Peru and Middle America, they went back to Spain, and they were still kind of cooking it and trying to figure out what to do with it. And it was in the 1600s that in France, somebody opened up a little shop and they started selling hot chocolate, adding the uh, sugar and a little bit of milk. You know, every country has a specialty chocolate, like the Swiss and the German, Belgian. Everybody's like, oh, our chocolate's the best. But it actually comes from a cacao tree that grows within 20 degrees north or south of the equator. So they have to harvest beans that are still in the pod. So you got to strip it out kind of like we have string beans and you pull them apart the sides and you have beans inside and then they dry them and then they ferment them and then they're sent all over the world to be processed into the chocolate that we constantly eat and crave. What a surprise to know that chocolate came from the Mayans. Oh yeah, around the equator more or less. It was the Mayans that were the ones that were first noticed drinking this particular drink They call it a warm beverage, and they made it from the cacao bean. But like I said, there were no additives like we have now where we've added all the other concoctions to make it taste sweeter. But the chocolate itself is probably a little bit more bitter than what people think dark chocolate tastes like. The Mayans themselves were a culture that was in the Yucatan and in parts of Mexico. All of these food products, they spread among the Native Americans. For instance, corn is first grown in Mexico about 10,000 years ago. I remember reading where the pollen from the first corn that has been found in the New World, the earliest pollen, is out of Mobile, and it's on a site that dates to 3,000 years ago. So these foods are traded all over by the Indians Well, what about that Southern favorite, tomatoes? I knew the tomato was grown in South and Central America and then was taken to Europe. Everybody always thinks spaghetti is an Italian thing. Well, there was no tomato sauce until the tomato got to Italy, and there really was no pasta. You know, how to make it came from China. So the tomato, it actually went from Central and South America and was taken back to Europe. It was never in the U.S., until it came in from Europe into Canada and then the U.S. It never went from Mexico into the U.S. 
it actually went to Europe before everybody started growing tomatoes, even in the 1700s, before it was a popular crop. Yeah, I've always read that the Native Americans cultivated beans, squash, and maize, or corn. Yes, all the beans that you can think of, they came from the New World, all the potatoes and the corn. Actually, some of the early forays by the the American military into Alabama and Georgia, which was mostly Creek Indian territory, they have diaries talking about coming up the Alabama River. They don't see anything but corn growing the entire way from Mobile up to Montgomery. So this is one of the huge staple crops that can be stored easily by the Native Americans and by us. So it's a year-round food. History in your hands is also food history in your hands. And this is stuff that you can actually hold in your hands. So next time you pick up a potato, realize the first potatoes originated in Peru. The first tomatoes, they were grown in Central and South America and went all the way to Europe and then came back to what is now the U.S., food travels because people carry it there. And then we all figure out how to cook it differently. If your listeners want to find out more about the Alabama Archaeological Society, what's the website? Our website is Alabama Archaeology, and archaeology is spelled A-R-C-H-A-E-O-L-O-G-Y dot org. I want to thank you so much for sharing your research into foods derived from our Native Americans today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Carolyn. I enjoyed it. That was archaeologist Teresa Paglione with the Alabama Archaeological Society. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.